Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to Gegen Pressing, the Bundesliga podcast. I'm Manu Fiet, he's Stefan Bienkowski. And Stefan, it's so good to have you back on after, you know, a much deserved day off. Um, I had Louis Ostrowski on, of course, yesterday for the bonus show to talk everything Zweite Bundesliga. How's it going? Yeah, very well. Uh, it was a pleasure to not be on the show because you and Louis did a fantastic job uh, rounding up his Vibe Bundesliga. Um, we like to try and cover the league every so often when we can uh, because there's so many stories, so many clubs, so many teams. Um, and the prospect of a Hamburg side being back in the Bundesliga for the first time since 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, all very interesting and definitely something that um, listeners should go check out if they haven't already done so. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's 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 good to have some zweite Bundesliga coverage every once in a while. The league has been absolutely bonkers. Um, I've been lucky enough to to watch a few games this year, so having an expert on to break it all down has been uh, fantastic. And Louis um, does some really good work um, covering uh, covering that division. And yeah, it's great. It's really great. Um, some great storylines. Um, so yeah, please check it out. Anyways, we have much to cover today, so let's dive into it right after this break. This episode of the Gegenpressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With the up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B L E A V, BELIEVE, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. Yeah, Stefan, um, and it's a really interest, going to be a really interesting match day, I think. And uh, we have a rarity, a Friday start with Bayern Munich. Um, that doesn't happen very often. Um, of course, you know, this time around, because Bayern Munich are in the Champions League, they're playing Tuesday against uh, against Lazio, so the bosses at the DFL have opted to give them some extra time. Makes sense to me, um, especially because this was a really weird week with no midweek fixtures in March, which doesn't actually happen that often. Um, so yeah, the match day kicks off with uh, Freiburg against Bayern. Um, and you know what? I I think Bayern are going to stay on their winning ways here. Um they haven't they haven't won in three away games, uh, which is actually kind of bonkers when you think about it. But I think that's gonna end here. I think they're gonna build on a Leipzig result and then they're gonna beat uh, Freiburg two one. Yeah, I have to agree. I, I don't think this fixture is probably as bowels as it has been in previous seasons or at least a trip away to Freiburg perhaps isn't mm. as threatening as it has been in recent years. Uh, the club are obviously in a rebuild. They're obviously in the middle of an injury crisis of sorts. Um, and they've obviously been started to kind of really kind of tumble down to mid-table. Um, and yeah, I completely agree. I thought Bayern were perfectly fine against Leipzig. There was the prospect of them losing and, you know, further anguish against uh, Fertukel. But... I think on the whole, they were probably the better side. They managed to kind of navigate that um, test quite well for the most part, even if it did require, you know, some last-minute heroics from Harry Kane. Um, 
and yeah, I think Freiburg are probably a much easier prospect to face. So yeah, I've actually gone for a two one win here for for Bayern. Mm, yeah, so similar thoughts here. Um, the 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 one thing that needs to be pointed out, um, Freiburg's injury crisis actually easing off a little bit. Um, Ginter could return to the team. Um, players missing is Matthijs de Licht is missing for Bayern, right? And um, Kim or Upamecano could uh, rotate into the squad here. Dyer, and this is the story today, of course, um, now a permanent Bayern Munich player. Um, here to stay. Uh, yeah, he is set to start this match, but you know what? Um, it's, it's interesting, I think, for both those teams, considering that they have European Knights next week, right? So... Um, and I think for both of those teams, the focus will be elsewhere. So this is going to be pretty straightforward. That brings us to the Saturday fixtures. And um, first up is your match of the week. And that is Union Berlin against Dortmund. Stefan, this is going to be fascinating. A lot of noise around Dortmund for all wrong reasons. What do you think here? <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, we just mentioned how Bayern seemed to have kind of weathered the storm last weekend and it feels like Dortmund just kind of got themselves involved in more anguish with that uh, result um, against Hoffenheim. Um, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of articles and media talking about Eden Terzic's future at the club and, you know, I think if you are to look at the fixtures that Dortmund have coming up, um, you know, you could understand if Terzic has a few kind of sleepless nights in the coming month, weeks or months ahead. And I think th th this test against Union Berlin is a perfect example. Um, you know, you'd forgive kind of listeners who maybe kind of tuned in and out of the Bundesliga this year for thinking that Union Berlin are still this kind of team at the bottom of the league table um, who, you know, have kind of completely lost their gold dust. Um, they're completely, you know, they were a one-hit wonder and they're now, you know, <laughs> they've now been kind of left to the kind of <laughs> what's the expression the dust heap of history or something like that um, but they haven't um, they've got, obviously got a, brought in a new head coach she's done a fantastic job and actually over the course of the last uh, I saw a stat today I think they've picked up 18 points from their last 11 games yeah um, solid and in the 10 before that they picked up one um, in the last 10 games they've picked up just one fewer points than Dortmund in the last 5 games they've picked up the exact same amount as Dortmund um, and I think quite crucially for this game um, their home form has been just really really impressive they've picked up four wins and one draw um, in their last five home games uh, they've actually along with that kept four clean uh, three clean sheets rather uh, considered just three games along that and I think they face a Dortmund team that are really probably on the brink of a meltdown to be honest with you I know that's yeah, maybe yeah. hyperbole but you know, from what I read in the Dortmund forums, from what I see on social media, from, you know, see the coverage of the club, um, I, I think a lot of Dortmund fans are just kind of waiting for this the wheels to fall off this team. And I think this could be a perfect opportunity for Union to take advantage of that. So I've actually gone for a 2-0 win for Union Berlin. Wow. Yeah, I've actually gone for something really similar. 2-1 <laughs> for Union <laughs> Berlin. That's, I, I'm, I shouldn't be surprised that we're both thinking that, actually. But, um, you know, you list a few things, and I had a thought about Union Berlin this week. You know how everyone said that last year was kind of like, um, you know, a fluke for them to be in the top four? I actually think the fluke was the start of the season this year, not last year. 
right? Um, and they're showing it. I think they're top four side right now on current form. In so, um, if anything, their start of the season was a bigger fluke than anything that they did last year, and they're showing it. I mean, yes, you look at the Bundesliga table. You only glance at the Bundesliga table. You see them at 14th. And you're like, oh, that's relegation trouble, but. The middle of the table is so tight. There's only uh, four points between ninth and fourteenth, right? Mm. And so yeah. you you have two wins and you brought up the table. And even more importantly for Union Berlin, it's eight points to a, a playoff spot, not even a relegation spot, to a playoff spot. So they are already quiet in the clear there. Um, and if they win this, you know they're on twenty eight points with around thirty six to thirty eight points. You 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 save uh, in the Bundesliga standings. I I tell you what they would deal, and I said this already a few times at the at the uh, when they were in the middle of the crisis. I fully expect Union Berlin to finish around eighth or nine, and I think I'm right. You know, this is this is they're going to continue with that trend here. But yeah, I mean, Stefan Dortmund are going to be in a lot of trouble if you're right. <laughs> yeah, well. I mean, if you look at the fed of fixtures they've got after this Union Berlin game, I don't think it's going to get any easier for them. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, well, well, I guess we'll address that on the the preview shows to come. Yeah, no, absolutely fascinating. Um, up next um, in the schedule is Mainz against Gladbach. Um, Mainz improved um, last week, you know, um, played really well against um, a really, really, really strong Leverkusen side. Um, and then the week before beat Augsburg in a really important match. That that gap though to a non um relegation spot is still ten points, and that seems so big. I think for the three clubs at the bottom of the table, Köln, Mainz, and Darmstadt, the safety will come via the playoffs at this stage, Stefan. Um, and I don't think they they're going to be able to shorten the gap either. Um, one of the teams that are in safety, um, uh, although you could put them into this relegation zone, is Gladbach, but they are so far ahead of Mainz, and I don't think that gap is going to shrink. I have a one-one draw here. I've almost gone for something. Actually, I have gone for the exact same result. Uh, I was looking ahead to the next game. Um, yeah, I've gone for a one-one draw as well. I think Mainz. Um, you know, people look at their form and think, yeah, they're they're not really doing it. But they really ran Leverkusen really close last weekend. Uh, they up, beat, uh, picked up a good win against Augsburg. Um, drew with Union Berlin before that. Obviously, defeat Stuttgart. And Gladbach are really kind of hot and cold sides. Um, you know, people, you know, in equal measure, people say, wow, 5-2, they really deserve that. But um, Bolcom actually opened a scoring in that game. Um, they pulled it back to 4-2, I believe it was at one point. Um, and at no point were Gladbach really in control that much. It was just an absolute topsy-turvy game, um, which probably flattered Gladbach, to be honest with you. So, um yeah, I I don't think I think Mainz are probably doing a bit better than the results suggest, and maybe Gladbach haven't aren't doing as well as last week's results suggest. So yeah, I've gone for a one-one draw. And that's not enough for Mainz, though, is it? Um, no, it's, so. it's I, that 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 bottom three kind of fascinates me because um, you know I'm I'm curious. It's going to be such a weird race to the playoff spot, and I'm not sure if those three teams are strong enough to actually beat whoever comes up. Um, I guess we'll we'll have to address that when the time comes. But you know, you look at 
possibly Haas Fall finishing third. And I, I think that Haas Fall prob- might be able to be good enough to beat one of those teams. Um, but we'll see. We'll get there when the time comes. Up next, Bochum against Leipzig. Um, this Bochum side at home is so very good. Um, and, you know, we all look at Bayern's meltdown there, but we... And we, I think we really tried to make the point after it happened, right, that we really wanted to address how well Bochum played at home. And this is not a one-trick pony. They have done this many times. Um, and I think they might do something similar here against Leipzig, Stefan, and I went for a 1-1 draw. Yeah, so I've kind of got along similar lines. Um, Bochum, um, as you said, you know, really impressive at home. Um, just mentioned how I thought they were a bit unfortunate not to take anything away from that game against Gladbach. And in equal measure, I think Leipzig have really stagnated in recent months. Um, we actually had one subscriber reach out. Um, I can't remember if it was on YouTube or on the Substack, so I apologize, who kind of said, look, you guys need to chill out on Leipzig. We lost so many big players. This is a transition season. You know, we need to give Marco Rosa time. And I think there's actually a lot of, you know, I think that's a very fair point. And, you know, when you are kind of, when you're caught up in the day-to-day or week-to-week fixtures, you can kind of lose track of the bigger picture. And, you know, I've got no doubt that Leipzig probably do have the capacity to kind of bounce back. But as things are right now, um, they are kind of in the thick of it with not a great run of form. And the other thing as well is they've just played Bayern. They just kind of really gave it all their all in that game for the most part. And um, I just think going away to Bochum is probably the last thing they want right now. So I've actually gone for a 1-0 win for Bochum. This episode of the Gegen Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With the up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. Ooh, interesting. Okay, well, we both have Bochum pick up a point or many points, um, <laughs> which is also, of course, comes with all sorts of implications in the in the relegation battle, right? Because there's another team that's possibly picking up points ahead of these bottom three. Um, all right, up next, Heidenheim against Frankfurt. Um, I once again couldn't separate those two teams, but um, I went first last, so I'm gonna let you go first this time. What do you think here, Stefan? Yeah, so I think Frankfurt are another team who have really kind of, um, you know, dropped the ball recently, if you'll let me to mix my sporting metaphors. Um, In the last five match days, they've only picked up six points. They've drawn the last three games. Um, And, you know, three games that they probably should have won. Bochum at home, which, as we just talked about, Bochum are great away. Um, Freiburg, who... You know, let's be honest, they're absolutely decimated in the shadow of their former selves. And then Wolfsburg as well, um, who, um, I mean, we'll get on to Wolfsburg in a minute, but just a perfectly capable team for Frankfurt to beat. It just feels like Frankfurt just are not firing on all cylinders right now. Um, Heidenheim, in contrast, I think are for the most part. Um, They've only lost one in the last five. um, And it just feels to me like 
where Frankfurt are maybe stagnating, Heidenheim are probably making the absolute most of what they can in games. Um, and, you know, as a result, I've just gone for a, I've actually gone for a 2-1 win for Heidenheim. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I couldn't separate the two. I went for a 1-1 draw, which I think will suit Heidenheim quite well. Um, Frankfurt, maybe not so much because they're in that uh, top six, right? Um, four points ahead of Hoffenheim. Um, it's actually remarkable that Hoffenheim is still up there, but we'll get to them. We'll get to them. Um, but you know what? This is a point that will suit Heidenheim just fine because that gives them, gets them to 29, um, closer to that magic. Um, you know, we can no longer get relegated marker. Um, and Frankfurt will be you know, once again, dropping point in their race to, to qualify for Europe once again, which I think is really important for the club. So either way, 1-1 one, one is what I have. Um, and I also have 1-1 one, one for that next one. Stefan, Darmstadt against Augsburg. Which is you, you, is, you are supposed to be sore with all those wood splinters after sitting on the fence all episodes. Yeah, we can't help it. Like, this is like they, they, they can't separate <laughs> these teams. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I think I think we talk about this on the show quite a lot, but I think we've actually probably cracked the Bundesliga's scheduling algorithm, which is basically top half versus bottom half, and then top half versus top half, bottom half versus bottom half. Because it feels like every second week we're on the show saying, "Oh, there's there's a whole there's a whole run of fixtures that we can separate." Um, I completely agree. Yeah, this is the exact same. So you've gone for a draw for this one. Yeah, one one. I... I went back and forward, and you know, Darmstadt are, aren't good, um, but they are, you know, ha- are capable of getting results at home. A draw isn't going to help them. They had lots of draws already, right? They need to win games, but um, you know, in Augsburg, I too like they're not going to be upset about a draw because that just keeps them comfortably in the middle of the table. So, and it, it just it just kind of makes sense that that's that's going to be the outcome here. I've got I've got a little more hope for Augsburg. Um, they typically have been okay, probably a bit better on the road this season, I think, than they have been at home, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, and in fact, I'm not sure if that's true. I've just checked the stats. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. The recent format actually has been okay uh, on the road, um, and obviously Darmstadt have just been pretty poor in general. They have been kind of clawing some draws in, and I can completely understand. Uh, the tendency to go for a draw for this one, but for some reason I've gone for a very narrow 1-0 win for Augsburg. And so, okay, we have gone for lots of, I've gone for lots of draws. My question then is, are you going to give a draw to Wolfsburg against Stuttgart? Because that's what Wolfsburg like to do. They have drawn six of their seven last Bundesliga matches. Is that going to continue here, Stefan? <laughs> It'd be really, I was I was really tempted to, to be perfectly honest with you, and, and, and you're absolutely right. Um, I watched Wolfsburg against Dortmund recently and they were actually the better team in that game in my opinion. Uh, they got a draw against Frankfurt and as you said Hoffenheim and Cologne as well uh, and they've lost to Union Berlin in that time. I just think Stuttgart going to be too good for them to be perfectly honest with you. Um, there's there's something bizarre about this Wolfsburg side that they're just basically doing enough to avoid relegation and really not much else which works against a Frankfurt team who are out of form or a a Dortmund side who we've spoke about are just well off the boil um, but you know that that defeat to Union Berlin suggests to me that when they play decent teams who are really kind of on their upward trajectory they tend to kind of uh, lose and you know I think Stuttgart despite last weekend's uh, draw um, are still very much one of the most informed teams in the league so yeah I think Stuttgart should have enough to win this one 2-1 
Yeah, no, Stuttgart are our lead. I think they actually should have won the game last week. Um, and I actually went for the exact same result, 2-1. Um, not sitting on the fence on this one, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and you know what? Um, I saw a crazy stat about Wolfsburg today that at one point we need to we need to maybe discuss this a little bit more. Wolfsburg's jersey sponsorship is the biggest in the league by a big margin. Um, they're sponsored by Volkswagen, of course, and they receive 70 million euros a year. What a... Nothing to see here, of course, right? <laughs> if you're on the investor train at the moment, there's nothing to see here. 70 million euros for their shirt sponsorship. Um, yeah, Wolfsburg, um, I, I don't understand how what they do with all that money. Um, you know, they they burn, they burn more money than the, the diesel scandal did. Um, it's, it's really incredible. All right. That gets us to Sunday um, and my match of the week, which is the Rhein derby. Um, although, um, as it is the case when Leverkusen play Gladbach, it's only a Rhein derby if Gladbach wins. Um, and for Köln fans, it's only a Rhein derby when Köln win. Um, as a result, I don't think this is going to be a Rhein derby, Stefan, because I think Leverkusen are going to go and do what Leverkusen always have done this season. And they're going to pick up points. And in this case, they're going to pick up all three. Um Köln looked better against Stuttgart, I admit that. But, you know, I just sense that Leverkusen, this is just too much for them. Um, yes, there's a big occasion. I've actually been to a Rhein derby before that Köln won. Um, but that Köln side was a lot better than this Köln side. And so, yeah, I just think the quality gap is too much. Leverkusen are going to win this game and continue on with the eight-point gap over Bayern Munich. Yeah, um, I, I've... I completely agree with you, to be perfectly honest with you. Cologne typically, uh, from what I can remember, kind of play into Leverkusen's hands here when Leverkusen are capable of, you know, winning these games. It's obviously a derby, so, you know, you'd think logically Cologne should go into this game, play very defensively, try and, you know, claw a point against the team top of the table, but that's not how it tends to play out. The fans go absolutely nuts. They demand blood. Um, they demand that someone sticks flowing verts in the air. Uh, to use an to use a Scottish expression, uh, maybe it's an English one too actually. Um, but um, I, I, I don't know why that popped into my head. Actually, whenever I used to play football the weekend, if there was a really smart, clever, you know, quick player, one of the kind of old defenders would shout, "Stick that boy in the air!" You know, just to basically slide tackle him. Um, which is typically what Claude do when Florian Vorts plays against them. Unfortunately. Um, and yeah, so basically, you know, I think the fact that it's a derby will probably actually play into Leverkusen's hands. At least the fans might not accept it's a derby, but they'll treat it as a derby in the stadium and demand that the team treat it like a derby. And I think Leverkusen will happily pick off Cologne as such. So yeah, I've gone for a 2-0 win for Javi Alonso's side. How many closet Köln Leverkusen fans do you think will come out with the Leverkusen tops when Leverkusen win the title? Well, I've got a few, so I might do that exactly. <laughs> I might do the exact same thing. Um, I always, I always like. There used to be this this joke, right? That like Köln fans, when they had season tickets to Leverkusen for because you know that was their way to see good football. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it it makes you wonder. I'm pretty sure there's a few that have both their jerseys in the closet, um, and will have some difficult choices to make come May. Um, or not, I guess Leverkusen, there's going to be finally a title celebration uh, in the Rhine area. 
um, good for them. Anyways, that gets us to the, the, the final match um, of the weekend. That's Hoffenheim against Werder Bremen. Um, Werder Bremen sneakily up there, Stefan. Um, uh, sniffing around a European spot. Hoffenheim, of course, um, have done um, a really good job against Dortmund last week. And what do you think is going to happen here? Um, is Hoffenheim going to continue their good form or build on their good on on that result against Dortmund? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I think that result um, itself probably flattered Hoffenheim. To be perfectly honest with you, um, as you mentioned on the main show this week, you know you could believe the way that Dortmund let them back into it. Unbelievable! You know that was more case shocking. <laughs> Yeah, it was more it was more a case of Dortmund losing that game than Hoffenheim winning it. And, you know, the fact that, you know, a basically a massively deflected goal led to the win itself was obviously a huge part of that. Um and I think, you know, I think Hoffenheim would have to be at absolute best to ensure that they prove that it wasn't a blip because their home their home their home form rather uh, has been pretty dreadful recently. And then you take a look at Werder Bremen and they've got the best away form uh, in the uh, second best away form, sorry, in the league over the course of the last five games, uh, away games. And we talked about Bremen the week before, I believe, uh, and talked about how they've been really kind of grinding out results and how they've really sorted the defensive line out. And yeah, I think it'd be a really impressive performance from Bremen. It would it'd be a great indication of how far they've come, that they can go somewhere like Hoffenheim and pick up three points. Uh, and I think that's exactly what they'll do. So yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win. Yeah, that's what I have. Um, and that's, of course, huge implications, right? Because Werder Bremen would leapfrog um, Hoffenheim into seventh, which is probably enough for Europe this year um, because of the A, Leverkusen might win the title, might win the, the DFB-Pokal, right? Which means that spot goes back to to um, the league. And if your uh, prediction of Bayern Munich winning the Champions League turns out to be true, Stefan, then the Bundesliga will also... With almost certainty, get a fifth Champions League spot. I'm um, having said that, um, the more likely outcome actually Leverkusen winning the Europa League, that would also generate enough points for the Bundesliga finishing in that top two, um, which gives them an extra Champions League spot. And so seventh is probably going to be enough for Europe, which means you know so a team like Werder could be in it, which I don't think anyone had on their bingo card ahead of the season. It's re- it's really impressive. Overall, I think this Werder side has been really, really impressive. Um, we were a little criticized um, after the Bayern game for not giving Werder Bremen enough credit. And I think that person was actually correct. Because, <laughs> no way, because we didn't. And I mean, they're really good. The second half of the season, they have sneakily become really, really good. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They deserve all the credit, which we tried to give them on the, the show recently. Um, and it's only simply down to the dumpster fires elsewhere in the league that unfortunately take most of our attention that we haven't had enough of an opportunity to dive into them but we'll certainly try and do that um, which, but they can certainly help that with uh, you know a win of the weekend mm. I mean Vera back in Europe would be great it's a beautiful stadium it's a great city um, it's actually one of the most beautiful stadiums in the Bundesliga located right on the River Weser um, the the journey there is always really nice, so um, yeah, it would be great, would be great to see them perform well. Um, Stefan, that does it. Um, as always, the show is brought to you by Bet Online in association with Get German Football News, where you can find this podcast every single week. 
thanks again to them for posting the show. Um, also, all the newsletters are also, if you're still on the fence about um, subscribing, there's a lot of great content. You wrote uh, about Dortmund and Terzic and his wingback problems. Matt has a great roundup on the, what's going on in the Bundesliga fan scene. Um, I did my a very long read on all the problems Max Eber will have to fix at Bayern Munich. Um, it's a novel. And um, then, of course, we have two bonus shows. We, you and I gifted each other 117 million euros to fix Bayern Munich squad. That was a fun exercise. I love playing football manager. Um, and then on top of that, we had Louis Ostrowski on to talk about the second Bundesliga. So tons of content um, for subscribers. So if you um, if you don't think that's enough, though, we also have a chat, Stefan, right? Which is always a lot of fun on match day. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't know what the final number was for uh, this at the weekend. I was quite busy last weekend, but it was great to kind of check in and out. Uh, Fans seem to really enjoy chatting to each other there. We don't even really need to be there, to be honest. It's just the guy. And if, and if we don't star the thread, someone else typically does. So um, it's great to, that that community is just kind of built, growing arms and legs, and people are enjoying it. And it's also a good place um, to, if you are in a kind of outside Germany or outside Europe, um, and you're looking for kind of, you know, similar kind of German football fans around your part of the world, we have had some subscribers leave um, or start a thread saying where they are and if anyone else is nearby. And uh, it sounds like I'm talking about a dating website here, but <laughs> it's not. Um, it's 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 obviously just and it's obviously you're not talking about meeting up and stuff. It's just nice to know that there are Bundesliga fans around you in your little pocket of the world. Absolutely, um, lots of North Americans and then a few Brits as well. So that's great. And um, I think a few of them have started, as you said meeting up and watching games together so fantastic stuff yeah so if you're looking for a bundesliga community on top of the content you're also getting that so check it out um we'll be back next week with tons of content and the the order reviews and champions league football etc until then auf wiedersehen thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcast. Yes.